Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Cubans del Norte podcast. My name is Varro, and with me tonight, or today, I, I should say, uh, Luis and Rigo. What's up, guys? What's up, man? What's going on, man? Feel, it feels weird recording a podcast in the day. I don't think we've ever done this. Yeah, I don't think we've ever done it either. But I mean, I haven't yeah. worked in like, I've just been, always been home, so I haven't worked, so it's cool with me. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think so, Rigo. I don't think we ever record in the daytime. Usually night. I thought we did, but I could be wrong. I don't know, maybe, but we have important Chivas news to get to. Um, we lost to Puebla on Saturday night, 1-0 at home, and our streak of not beating them extends to six games, I think, now. But the more important news is that Luis Fernando Tena has been fired as the Chivas head coach. You, your, you guys' thoughts on that? Finally, man. It's <laughs> like we've been waiting so long for this moment. We wanted him fired the day after he was hired. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I'm I'm honestly I'm surprised it happened this quick. I know we've been playing, we've looked like shit to be honest, and we haven't created, we've barely created any chances. But I'm still surprised it happened with the game in the middle of the week. But I'm so happy it happened, man. It, it was time. He clearly had nothing. I'm sure Vergara and Pelai sat down and was like, "There's team, there's nothing here, so might as well just get rid of him." I'm just glad Pelaez recognized it. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder who made the call, whether it was Vergara or it was uh, Pelaez, because no, it hasn't really come out who, who made the call. It just came out out of nowhere. Kind of, it was kind of surprised, like you said, Luis. I wasn't expecting them to fire him, especially with three games coming up in seven days. But if he's gone, yeah, he's gone. It you know, not, it was not a good time to fire a coach, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. I mean, like you needed to fire him, but it wasn't a good time. But at the same time, like. If you go into the next two games and you lose them, then you're really yeah, you're kind of screwed, especially in the guy next. Yeah, it might have been one. It might have been one of those things where they're like, let's get rid of him and hoping the the signing of a new coach or the firing of the coach that kind of motivates the team. Well, like these next things. these next two games are, I would assume, like easier, but um, we have to win them. We have to at this point. I mean, a nine a nine man Juarez team just tied with Pumas over the weekend, one one. So. Usually we can't we can't even beat ten men teams. So <laughs> imagine Juarez had eleven players. I just saw a thing that um, the players weren't happy that he got fired. That then I got fired. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had. I was looking for that too. I was waiting for cool. player reactions, but I didn't Ponce, see any. Ponce, uh, probably Ponce, Oribe. <laughs> no, it was Molina and Mier. Well, Molina's probably worried about his job because he's not. I mean, he's he's been decent at Chivas, but let's not act like he's the best either. Um, then I made was was it Tena who made him the captain or, or was it Tomas Boy? Tomas Boy, I think. I don't remember who made him captain. I thought it was Tena uh, though. Iramir, I, could, I could be wrong. I don't know why Iramir would be upset. I mean, like team, but teams played like shit. I mean, they, they probably were, want to they blame were, it on they COVID. Were blaming it not yeah, they're blaming it on COVID and not having all the players that they thought they would have, and like no, that was not a fair assessment of the team. That's bullshit because, for example, we've talked about that we have uh, we have depth on the roster, so maybe to cover those those holes for one or two games, like we talked about the Alpando, we talked about trophies, and like when we when everyone thought he was going to go the Alpando this weekend against Puebla, he went with a youngster Torres, who I don't <laughs> think anyone expected. I don't know much of the kid, but I seen from one of like the uh, someone that like this media's reporter that that covers Chivas talked about he's a good young kid, but him and Molina don't fit well together because they both have to play from deep. He's also like a deep playmaker. So they kind of like, it's not the player that Chivas needed next to Molina. And it didn't help. He got a red card 
at like the 30th minute. Yeah, that didn't help either. You guys thought that was a red? I thought it was. In the VAR era, that's that's a, that's a red card. Especially yeah. when it's, if they go to VAR and they see that with the bottom of your foot, you hit the other player, they're going to call that a red card now. The so crazy, I'm, not surprised, I'm not surprised that he called, he called that. The, the funny thing is that right before that, it should have been uh, Sepulveda probably that should have got a red when he pulled down the Juarez player on the breakaway. It was like one-on-one, I think. I think she caught there, just got back like just right on time to be technically the last man. But Diva was, would have probably been the last man on that play. Right on that play, I thought Diva was the last man because even like Chicote, he's coming from the side. Like the player, once the player gets by Diva, he would have pretty much had a free pass, uh, a free pass to the goalie. I'm surprised yeah. they didn't give him a red on that one, to be honest, or they didn't even look at it. Yeah, and I, I tweeted that the gif of the foul out, and then as soon as I look up again, um, Torres got the I got the red card. I was like, damn. And of course, unfor- we lost. So it's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate because he's a young kid. I, from what I've read, is he's, he showed promise at the at the youth uh, teams. Um, but it's unfortunate if it is true, like what the reporter said, where Dana's putting him in the in not a position to be his best. You know. Yeah, he, he's using him out of again another player that he probably uses out of position. Sure, he's a center mid, a center mid, but he's not used to being maybe that high up the field. Because he does seem kind of tall. He almost seemed like a similar build to Molina. Yeah, he did seem kind. Of, he did look kind of tall. Yeah, so I don't know if he's like I don't know if he's the most agile like up top near the other def- like near the defense in the in the final third. I don't know if he's the most quickest and agile with the ball. So maybe that's why he's. He likes to be more of a deep playmaker, so it's just unfortunate if that is true, and, and then I put him out of position. Especially having a kid like the Alpando there, we've talked about this, Man, but, he, but he's fucking he, gone, so I'm glad. Yeah, he played the wrong Lalo to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I get the people that are saying, you know, then I didn't get a fair shake because of COVID and stuff, but it's been coming. Like, yeah, See, people bring up that he, we were in fifth place last season, and that's nice. But if you remember some of those games, we were saying the same thing that. There's no identity to Chivas' soccer. It was kind of more yeah. individual skills picking up wins and not a team, like a concise team picking up wins. Yeah, we've, we yeah. always said that We always said that it was only a matter of time before a team takes a lead on us and then we're not going to be able to come back. Mm-hmm. That's what we were saying last season. And um, yeah, so I, like, sure, I think, honestly, Beltran and Vega, those are huge absences. Like, yeah. You clearly see Beltran and Vega had started to fit in with, with um, Macias, and he started to fit into that role. Right? I wouldn't say a number ten role, but that secondary striker role. So it's a huge asset, but I don't think it's an excuse. Like if you're not going to give Chofis who's a number ten, if you're not going to give him that that a uh, chance to play in that role, and if you're not going to give Yalfando, who's a center mid, who, who's an, more of like an attacking center mid, and put him next to Molina, if you're not even going to like try that at the start, at the start, then you're not doing your 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 job as a coach. I wonder how much uh, the Chofis interview went into him not even getting called up to the bench. Well, this, Cause was we, this the second remember, game or the first game that he doesn't get called to the bench? Well, last time I this think it was because game, he I was... Think. But last time it's because he might have had COVID. Because oh, okay. his brother had tested positive and they wanted to keep him away just in case. But this third game, I think he was I think he was ready to go and uh, he just didn't get called up, not even to the bench. And I know we discussed the Chofis video on our last episode with Carlos a little, but we only discussed, you know, how he said that he was seeing a uh, sports psychologist. I hadn't really, we hadn't really seen the part where he, uh, you know, he kind of called out his teammates too, where he said, uh, you know, I get critiqued like crazy, but you guys don't say anything about my teammates. And I think 
you know, that might have been part of the reason that he, he didn't even make the bench on, on Saturday night. Yeah, I didn't think, I, when I read that, when I well, when I saw the interview, I didn't think he said that the best. Like, I kind of understood yeah. what he means, is he kind of meant, like, like I'm not the only I'm not the only one responsible, but it did kind of come off as, like, he's blaming others. Mm-hmm. He's like, I only played seven minutes. He's like, what about the, uh, the rest of the team, blah, blah, blah. But it, it didn't come off as the best, but... But you still, I, mean, I don't I, think I we were in a see. position to leave someone talented like that on the bench. No, nah, I, I can see why he Off would get bench. punished for that. No, nah, I can see it too. I'm yeah. saying I would, I would just if I'm thin, I'm like, we're we're you're starting to get desperate. Yeah, he needed oh, a win to save his job, right. and he didn't get it, so he's gone. Finally, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then you yeah, know, now bro. we have. Uh, go ahead, Rigo. It doesn't look any better, to be honest. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, the coaching, you know, the coaching big rumor right now is that we're going to sign Vucetich and he'll be announced on Thursday. But, you know, there were, I, I, I don't know if they were ever really considered, but, like, you know, we're on Twitter a lot and the names that were floating around were El Vasco and then uh, the coach from River Plate, I forget his last name off the top of my head. Gallardo. Gallardo, right. I had seen, I had seen someone, a reporter, mention uh, somebody from... They didn't mention a name, but they just said an ex Boca, Boca Junior. So somebody from Boca. I saw somebody bring up. Um, damn it! What's the guy's name? The one that got kidnapped. He used to be the Atlas coach. Ruben Ma- Romano. Oh. And I was I like, he got yeah. Kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you? Why? Yeah, remember I he remember got kidnapped. That. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, he got kidnapped, and I don't know what happened, but he's okay. I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> But I, it was just funny because I completely for like that shit was I don't remember off of my kidnapped. memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah he got kidnapped. Then released like a few days later. Yeah, but I saw his name come up and I was like, I definitely don't want him. And I know, you know, we mentioned the carousel of Liga MX coaches, but I think Vucetich is probably the the one that I would want the most if we had to pick a coach off the carousel. Right, we're gonna we're we're gonna record another episode when when he is finally announced and go into more detail. But I will say. Uh, there's a lot of, I don't want to say similarities between him and Dena, but he does like to focus more on like the structure of the team and let's let's secure the ball first, let's defend well as a team, yeah, um, and then go forward once we have the ball. But I will say, I'll, I'll because he's been successful, uh, way more successful in Liga MX. I will say I'm willing to trust him more, maybe as a coach, and that he is able to coach up the players or coach up the team. More than I would like a Dana or Tomas Tomas Boy, like I had I had no faith, no trust in them at all. I'm willing to at least give Wusitich a chance. I will say, yeah, but he doesn't strike me as a coach that is here for the long term. You don't That's think my so? Issue. No, I mean he he's had two long stints. Monterrey, he's Monterrey for a while. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what else do you want? I mean, that's his other last two coaching jobs. But before that, it was a like year here, year there, year here. But that was before Mon- but you're talking about early two thousands, mid two thousand like he got a he got he, he arrived at Monterrey, I believe, in like around two thousand nine or so. So it's his last two coaching jobs have been pretty long since. Queretaro it was he did take some time off in between. He, it was it was two segments. But still it's um I don't know, like my my only problem with the DJ is I feel like he's part of that old mentality. Like he still runs that four four two. I just don't know if that's like what's best for our team. So, well, I don't know. We'll have to see. 
100%. But I'm willing to at least, like you, like Varl said, like he's the best of that of the coaching carousel in Mexico. Yeah, the short coaching stints are like a Liga next thing, though. Like I know, I like the fact that on Twitter, like a lot of these stat Liga next statistic accounts have been popping up. Like a couple of them are really good, and then uh, there's status kicks that they tweeted out how many coaches each team has had since 2015 to today's date, and the only one mm-hmm. that's had one is Tigres, Luca Ferretti. <laughs> Right. And then all the other ones have had at least three. But Cruz had 11. Chivas has had five. So the short coaching stints is a Mexico thing. But I feel like, you know, Belaez and Amari want a, learn, a long-term project. They kept saying that with Dena. But, you know, Dena was kind of given to Belaez. He wasn't really Belaez's first choice, I think, as a coach. So I think we have to see what happens with Busetich and Belaez. Yeah. I also do, I do like that he has these youngsters in the past too. Like I was, we know Chivas is a team where you can't just rely on buying players, uh, and we have like a good force of Basica. So you have to you have to have a good coach that's going to coach up the young kids. We, we talked about Diva struggling uh, with the teach. He debuted at what's it called? Um, he gave Iramir his chance at Monterrey. Mm-hmm. Um, the youngster at Marcel Ruiz at Querétaro. He didn't he didn't he wasn't the one who found him, but. As 18 years old, to trust him as your, as your starting midfielder is a big thing. And he, he he started other young players at Monterrey as well. He gave Tecatito a lot of chances also when he was young and he was still there. Yeah, like he, I, I kind of trust him. That That's what I get. If and when it becomes official, I mean, we're going to do like a, a deeper right. dive, look at his career and stuff. But for now, like, I think he's our best choice. I think I trust him as a coach, I'll say. Like, I feel like he'll be able to coach up the team. Hopefully the right way, and mm. I don't. I didn't see that from Tomas Boy. I didn't see that from Tena. I didn't. I didn't see the team coached up. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's gonna play favorites, kind of like how we say Tena does with Ponce and um, Molina and stuff. Because remember, Busetich at one point benched uh, Ronaldinho, and he was like highly criticized, but they still made the final that year or that season. That should be good for. for so Chol- he's like Chol- a he's like a like disciplinarian, that. you know. He he doesn't yeah. play play these games if you're not playing well you get benched and if you know if you're not about the team you get benched i will say this i will say this right now is like i don't like what i see when people say uh let's just hire him because he knows league mx like i tweeted this out like i don't think yeah, that's the reason no. you should hire anybody you should hire if Teach comes sits down with you and he, he show he gives you a, a plan of, of what's his plan for the team what's his plan for those folks and how he's going to coach at the team and then he shows you that he's the right man for the job and sure, go for him. But I don't think hiring somebody just because he has Liga MX experience is the right thing. I mean, that's how you get into a Tomas Boy. That's how you get into a Cardoso. And then yeah. every year you have to find a new coach. It's because you didn't sit down and find the coach that had a right plan. Yeah, it needs to be more of a long-term project. Well, that was Rigo's thing. He, he doesn't see him being a long-term thing. I feel like in a year we're going to be talking about a new coach. If that. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. Mexican, I mean, the Mexican coaches just don't do it for me. It's it's a That's tough job, man. Chivas is not. It's it's, it's the toughest job there is because there's so much that that go, uh, you have to work against. Like, go, you can't get, you can't rely on foreigners like you did at uh, Monterrey. No, you can't. You have to rely on Fuerza Basica. You have to rely on. I mean, luckily he's getting a, a good team. I think we can all agree that that the squad is there. That you should be able to compete with the team that we have. It's just a matter yeah. of him and him making the right starting eleven and and implementing his style. And it should work. We have the right. I feel like we have the players to for a good coach. If he's a good coach, we're going to find out if he's a good coach. If he's truly what he is, or was he just, or was he just 
Did he just rely on when he had Chupete Suazo and Neri Cardoso at Monterrey? We're gonna find out what it was. We found out what that we found out what then I wasn't. We 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 all had yeah. hopes maybe because he won a, a gold medal, but we found out all right, he's not not really cut out for it. We should have known that I wasn't. We 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 we've never been advocates for him, but no. When when after the Clásico, when he when he started the Clásico with five in the back, like it was just like okay, I'm here to lose, or I'm here to not win, but and it hasn't been made official yet, so we still have some. You know, it's funny is uh, last week when we had Carlos on the podcast, and he told us he's like, uh, I don't think this is a season with COVID and and to fire like you know like to fire a coach, and I kind I was kind of starting to get on board with him when he was saying it. <laughs> I was like, maybe it's not like the best time. No, not on board with it. They're not getting fired, but it made me think, okay, maybe it's not going to happen. Maybe Pelais and Verdad are going to look at the situation um, and what's going on with COVID, and maybe it's not the best thing to just switch a coach out right now. But, hey, props to Pelais, Vergara, whoever made the call. I would want to hope it came from Vergara. Uh, I actually hope it came from Pelais. Or maybe both. Because it, it, it came from Vergara, he went over Pelais, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully it was Pelais. But at the, well, it's not good for Belize. But at the same time, like Belize, Belize's job, more importantly, is to build a team, to provide the coach with a squad. Um, and he's supposed to have faith in Dena, right? He's supposed to have faith in Dena. I think Vergara, as the owner and as a fan, and being able to view the product on the field from maybe a, a slightly different lens, is you're able to go to Belize and be like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but this isn't working out. And then Belize can take another look and be like, all right, what's going on here? Yeah, a change needed to be made. You got celebrated that night? I woke up. Oh, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Funny. Like, to, I, it was today, literally like the first tweet that popped up on my phone when I woke up. Today's the anniversary of Mexico winning that gold medal. <laughs> I was going to tweet about it. I was like, nah, bro. Just not kick your man. I didn't want to be petty. <laughs> yeah. I was going to tweet from the from the Q and the North account the last time or even then I did, actually, did something good. That was too, that was too mean. <laughs> Uh, something else we tweeted about was Pocho Guzman. His uh, he's been given the green light to return to soccer, and is that clear? I'm not sure who gave him the green light because in the press release from Pachuca, it doesn't say it was FIFA. It kind of just says the powers that be have given him the authority to return to to training. But that's, that means the, that's the banker. The yeah. banker called and said the check cleared. The I don't check know cleared. What release him. But he's not going to be a Chivas player. He's going to be returning to Pachuca. But uh, right. if we want There's him again, we have to renegotiate with Pachuca. Right. But if you remember some of the rumors, well, this is the thing. It was all rumors a couple, was it the beginning of this season? or I can't remember, but there was rumors that, that Pachuca stayed with some of the money. Pachuca had kept some of the, like the first payment that Chivas had paid out, that they were going to hold on to it. Yeah, I think we probably get always... that back, right? No? Or we just Either renegotiate. Get it back or... I think at this point, especially looking at this, I think Belice is going to go full force to try to try to fit, try to sign Portugal's mom. But he kind of he kind of takes up Beltran's spot, though. No, he takes up he would take up, take uh, up really Vegas. in this case Vega spot, sitting behind the striker. Uh, my man Ricardo Flores, you guys follow him? He's one of the guys that brought trophies. To... When I brought Matias to Chivas. Okay. Very analytical. He's very analytical. Um, he was talking about how um, he's not really a cam. He's not really what people expect him to be. Uh, his tweet is, Todo bien con Guzman. Solo me, 
chirria, which is like, I don't like, que la, lo cata, cataloguen como creativo, y que quieran que sea uh, quien le quitará el rol a alguien que sí lo es. Sumar un rematador sin antes tener como encontrarlo de forma continua se, sería... I sound like I don't know how to fucking read Spanish. <laughs> Sumar un rematador sin antes tener como, en, como, como encontrarlo de forma continua se, He wrote this all wrong. <laughs> this isn't me. <laughs> Basically, what he's saying is that like he's that, that his role cannot isn't naturally to sit behind the striker. Usually, when I try to read something in Spanish, it takes like a couple of words to get get it flowing. Like my brain has to make that switch. I don't know, man. I'm looking at spreadsheets right now. Fucking <laughs> leases and shit. I will say um, this: like uh, as far as the way he. Hold on, the way the way Victor Guzman plays is he's not like a trophy. He's not a, a cam like a trophy type. He's like a center mid that that has like really good positioning. He's always able to position himself really well. That's why he's able to score a lot of goals. It's his positioning is so is so good. So sure, he's not. See, I, I would find a way to to sit him like in front of Entran, and maybe then throw Vega out wide and or as a left wing coming in, cutting in, which he did last season for us. Uh, I, I I don't know, man. I hope we do get them. I feel like we need them. We need that competition. We need the competition for for trophies. Trophies. He's uh, hey, Mustafi is coming in. He benched Ronaldinho. He sure will bench you. <laughs> he might Hopefully not. We negotiate. He might not be taking up Vegas spot though if JJ Macias leaves because Vegas is going to be sliding into that and spot. Now, now we're talking. <laughs> see that's that's what I've always wanted to see. I've always wanted to see Vegas at number nine. I think he's more. See, I don't know if he's like the, as good as a goal scorer. As Macias, because Macias, he's able to, I mean, he scores some nice goals, but I feel like Vega's a better all-around player with the ball. Like, he can actually play with the ball. He can turn around and dribble at you. I don't think really think Macias is that player. Well, he was, def- he was definitely like, trying on Saturday. He was fed no, he up. He was trying. Bro. He was fed he up. Does, he doesn't look the most comfortable on the, as he, when you see him dribbling, though. I was trying on Saturday, too, but not to fall asleep because <laughs> the fucking game is boring. You guys see that that gif I put out of Macias versus the world? Like he had Brizuela yeah. for a pass, open lane pass, and he said, "Nah, I, I'm doing I this all alone." <laughs> should have laid that ball off. He should have. He really should have done. But he was like, he was fed up. He, he probably wanted a goal before he leaves. I've seen see, those, you, those talks have kind of slowed of, down. Have they? I was gonna say, what do you think about him getting subbed off? When when he got subbed off early, I'm like, oh, he's for sure leaving. But then but he I had that ice anything. pack. He had that ice pack on his leg oh, right yeah. after. So I was like, oh crap. I, and I, you haven't really seen much news pick up other than there's a team in France saying that. Marseille? Uh, they, yeah, yeah. No, I don't remember what team it was, but last week it was Sociedad. This week you're hearing a team in France. So Yeah, so the, originally it was Marseille that had dropped the uh, $10 million offer, supposedly. And then it was Real Sociedad that supposedly dropped a $15 million offer. Also makes you wonder if QS is putting those rumors out there to try to make one of those teams go higher. Maybe yeah, they, maybe they be. both came in at a around ten million. A bidding like, war. Yeah, and QS is the one putting the rumors out there. Hey, we sell JJ. We could buy Pocho. And Just saying, Erica too. <laughs> and have some money Pocho. left over. <laughs> we, we should be able to buy Pocho, Erica Aguirre, and that'll that'll. And then uh, Erica Aguirre can what's it called? Can challenge um, Chapo for the right back spot. Yeah, they're, they're definitely not going to do that, though. I mean, they're, we're still in the pandemic, and they're probably trying to make some cash. I, I doubt they spend that J.J. Macias money. They're probably just going to put it all back into the club. 
Well, we just got to deal with Telemundo. That should have been some money. Money with Televisa in, in, in Mexico. Yeah, but did you guys see... There There was a reporter from Mexico in our mentions maybe like a week ago. I forgot to bring it up because we had Carlos on the call. But he was telling us that they laid off a bunch of people. Oh, it was because they were discussing the QS English account, the Twitter account. And he said that it was basically them going around asking anybody internally if they knew how to speak English. And boom, they were part of the the social media team and that basically Chivas laid off a bunch of people during the pandemic and they they need money right now. Yo, that's sick if that's how they found their... their that's tweet. what he said, the yeah. The person who tweets out, they just went around asking at the office, yo, who speaks English? Yeah, it was basically <laughs> asking them who could help out and who knew how to speak English. That's how... Yeah. According to that, I, I forget the guy's at and it's way too deep into nah. the mentions to find it. Whoever tweets out for them definitely lied then and just raised his hand. He's gonna use Google Translate. <laughs> and give hey, I, us I would do the same. Fuck random <laughs> random uh historical quotes, Teddy Roosevelt and poets that I don't even know. Like <laughs> Yo, this guy gave us like two paragraphs on Teddy Roosevelt and what Teddy Roosevelt's quote meant. I was like, I wanna read about Chiba, it's not not a school. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I mean we I don't know, like if we need money, I don't know. We just got to deal with the Lamundo. I'm sure that helps. But I'm that's probably paid over time. That's not a one shot influx of cash into the, it's into probably, the it's franchise. It's probably a yearly thing, though. Yeah. You know? I'm sure they got a, they got money for this year, um, which I'm I'm sure would help cover some of those whatever some of those losses were. They're still collecting my five dollars from Chivas, <laughs> <laughs> no, so they're charging still charging one. me. Oh, they're not. They're done charging. Yeah. Oh, is it free now? Yeah. Yeah, it's free now. Uh, I'm gonna go sign up with you. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the money that they used for me, they took from me. They they should put it th- towards uh, a new player. What about? Aren't they going to broadcast the Chivas Femenil games there? Or are those just going to be thought, free? I guess so. But I thought Telemundo has those. Yeah, but I don't know if they're going to actually broadcast them because we couldn't really get the answer out of Carlos for that. No, but I don't think he really. I don't think he really knew though. Yeah, I feel like that's something that, like above him. Probably Carlos if he hears. I'm not <laughs> saying you're nobody. We're just saying. <laughs> from the higher up <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, what I got from Carlos he, he wasn't really like he wasn't aware of that information yeah he wasn't too sure I could see like stuff like I could see them broadcasting that on TV on TV on Telemundo the, the Chivas Femenil I could see them on the app doing the, the youth team well they, they play on Thursday um, I'm not I don't know what time. I just looked it up, but they start their season on Thursday. I got a drop, guys. Are you out, Riga? Yeah, I'm out. Talk All to right. you guys later. All right, later, man. Later. Yeah, Wait. we go at work right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have... Oh, I have the schedule right here. They play... They play... Oh, they also play Juarez. They play Juarez at 7 p.m. I don't know if that's Mexico time or East Coast time. That's Thursday? Yeah. So I don't... Home or away? I feel like away. That's at... Yeah, they need the Juarez Stadium. So we'd have to wait for a home game to see if they're gonna pass them on Telemundo. Yeah, but like I feel like that's like prime time uh, novella time. I'm sure their novellas get crazy ratings. Yeah, that's true. Do people so, still watch novellas? I feel like it's people that I feel they, like they do. I feel like it's people that like they they only know Spanish, so they only know two channels of this <laughs> on Telemundo, and that's how I feel like that's how that's, they get a lot of their ratings. That's how, my, that's how my parents are, bro. Like that's that's why I don't like <laughs> like comparisons of ratings. Yeah, like you can't compare like uh, because people in Spanish, all they know is those two channels. 
Yeah, when so of course they're gonna leave it on even if even if they don't like whatever's on. Like they they have cable and like I'll show them like all the other channels and they still only watch those two channels. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be like, yo, they. Ha- I told my, oh, this weekend they had the pre, the Chivas pre-show. They had it on NBC Universo. Uh-huh. And I told my dad, I was like, yo, the the pre-game is on Universo. He's like, oh, he's like, I don't, I don't have that channel. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> 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 yes, we do. We have that channel. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully they do pass those games though, because I remember when they tweeted the that the Lemon had acquired the rights. I mean, they specifically said. Like they were going to show the youth games and the yeah. and the feminine team, yeah, whether it's I... on the app or whether I could see the youth team being on the app, but I don't. I, I could also see the uh, feminine team actually be broadcast on TV. Hopefully, because now that the I was about to say like, uh, when wonderful doesn't have any news on it. Yeah, we, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to her about having a like a preview episode for the women's team. Yeah, but yeah. I won. I was gonna say that through the end it has like all these sub channels of like. Like on, I have Fubo, and if you look through their stuff, they have like through then and one, through then and two, all all through like eight, I think. So they would have probably been able to, but Telemundo, I feel like only has Telemundo, and they have NBC Universal. I don't think there's like a maybe, sub. Maybe that one. Telemundo maybe channel. Universal. Yeah, because that's where they had the pregame show for this this weekend. You had to watch that, and then you had to switch Telemundo to watch the game. Also, where's Andres Cantor, man? I was hoping he did the game. He probably took the night off because he knew Chivas was going to play like crap. <laughs> He's like, I already didn't scream goal on uh, last week. I'm not coming back for this week. <laughs> Maybe he'll come back for the new coach and the new, yeah. Chivas, new Chivas team. Bro, I can't believe he sucked with DT, man. Man, now we got we got Juarez tomorrow night, uh, mid midweek game. And uh, San Luis after, I think. Yeah, we got Atletico San Luis, which would probably be when our new coach takes over. I know tomorrow Leaño is going to be the interim coach. He's the youth, the director for the youth team. But um, I don't know. I was going to say Juarez lost two players against Fumas. They they ended up playing with nine players. And uh, I tweeted it out. looks like they're, they'll be missing two starters. But then one of their fans replied to the tweet and said that those players were actually subs. And we're playing because their starters were out, so we're probably going to get a full, a full, a full Juarez team tomorrow, tomorrow night. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like for me, like I see, I see Puebla's name, I see Juarez's name, I see San Luis's name. Like they don't scare me. Like maybe because I don't watch enough Liga MX, I look at them. I'm like, oh, we should win that game. Yeah, they don't scare me either until I do the tweaks where I look up at their head to head. I'm like, wow, yeah. we haven't beat them in two years. Like what? How? Like what, what, how long have you, did you say since you last beat Puebla? Since 2017, the club yeah, like in, my, in my mind, it's like we watch them every time. Yeah, <laughs> it's Puebla. We're supposed to beat them. The only the only Chivas Puebla game that I like vividly remember is um the one where we were basically playing for Descenso. Remember that one? Nah. Where it was like super competitive. It was away. It was at Puebla and um. It was, Almeida or? it was no. It was like dark ages. Oh. Okay. It might have been like Chepo. I don't know who was our coach at the time, but maybe. Uh, Real. But... Don't, don't say Chepo. Joel, you might, <laughs> might get excited. But Yo, yeah, that, 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 that was com- like our best tweet? thing. What tweet? It was like a comment from Chepo de la Torre. No. Let me, hold on. Let me go on my Twitter real quick because I want to get the exact quote. I thought you were going to uh, talk about the on... uh, Jose Luis Higuera tweet where he tweeted, uh, Almeida has to be the new Chivas coach and has to return. Where I was this like, was bro, on... you fired him. 
I mean, I'm assuming, I don't know what, I don't know what he told Rezan, but it said el equipo de Tena jugaba alegre. What? Yeah, it was happy seeing Tena Chivas play. What team was he watching? <laughs> yeah, no was he playing FIFA 20 and watching those games? Because <laughs> that team did not look alegre and our fans were not alegre. Like. <laughs> De La Torre are trying to ruin the history they have at Chivas. <laughs> well, they got beef with Chivas, right? Because they fired his brother and then he okay. had like no say. Yeah. Yeah, Joeli still has beef with Chivas. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what else can we talk about. We're just going to do a quick episode today, guys. Just because everybody's at work. We're recording midday. I've just seen uh, Raul Jimenez miss the penalty. Oh, shit. He finally missed another one. Yeah, he's they're playing again. I think I think he's now like twenty six to twenty eight or some shit like that. He's I think missed he's only missed two, two in his career. I think that would be the third one then. That'd be the second one, right? Yeah. I think third. That's what I saw like the debate was on Twitter that he had already missed two or just one, but I don't know. It's his first one he's ever missed for Wolves. Damn. It's a big one too, right? Europa qualifiers? What is it to go to the semis? He, yeah, and it's only one. It's only a single game elimination. Oh shit! So it's not like it's not two games and stuff like that. What's the What's the score? No, no. Uh, I don't know. I, I believe. Let me see. But my friend, my friend tweeted me. He was like, uh, "What a shit penalty!" So. Oh damn! I'm, I'm assuming he did one. I'm assuming he did one of those little walkouts. I don't know. I haven't seen it all week. All I've been seeing on Twitter is how good Raul Jimenez is at penalties. Yeah, yeah it's nil nil. It's his first one he misses for Wolves. I want to know who has a better pen. Well, probably Raul Jimenez, but I feel like Saldivar was supposedly a really good penalty taker too. I feel like I've only seen him miss one. That's what I was thinking too. But maybe he messed up at Puebla or Monterrey when he was away. Because they were asking on Twitter who had like the best PK percentages. And Jimenez and Blanco were like the top two choices. But I feel like Saldivar yeah. has like a, a shot at making that thing. Yeah, he he has a pretty high percentage. I just saw the penalties miss. He did like a little slow walk up mm. and try to angle it to the side. He just didn't angle it the right way, and the goalie also dove that way. So he hey, but hopefully, hey, hopefully they win because I mean I I've always criticized Raúl Jiménez for being at Mexico, and I didn't think he'd be good at Wolves to be honest. Not even, I don't know if he, I didn't think he'd be good. I didn't think he'd be that good of a goal scorer. I always saw him more of like a ten goals, eight assists type yeah. of guy because of the way he plays, but. Damn, can't lie, man. He's been killing out of Wolves. Well, that team is built built for him. Yeah, it's... I mean, it it helps that it's a Portuguese coach with a lot of Portuguese players. He played in the Portuguese league. Um, He has great wing players, great midfielders, surrounding... I mean, this is a really good surrounding cast. Yeah. There's a rumor of him going to Juventus. That'd be be pretty cool to see him and Ronaldo. I mean, they need something, too. They're about to over... Like an overhaul of that team too. Another Mexican to save Ronaldo's career. First it was Torito <laughs> at Real Madrid. Now it's going to be Raul at Juventus. <laughs> you hate to see it. With uh, Pirlo as their manager with seven days experience. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy. <laughs> I saw people saying they wanted Ramoncito too. I was like, eh, not yet. At Chivas? Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I just don't know anything about him as a coach. To be Me either. But I, I feel like and, he should go get more experience. And he while and while he was like a good player for Chivas, it's not like he's an elite world class player. It's not like a Chavi or Pirlo, you know, where you might 
But based even, off how based off how you know they played, you might be willing to kind of trust them a little bit. Yeah. Or at least put some faith in them. Like Ramon Tito, I don't know if he was that kind of player. But, but even like world class players don't necessarily turn into great coaches. No, you seen you saw Zidane pull out like the wrong pretty much the wrong tactics to play against Man City. He just yeah. let Man City have the ball. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and Zidane at this point, he's earned the prestige of being recognized as a top coach. That's a good man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll Sorry, see. guys. It's a little world, little world <laughs> soccer. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait for the Boost to Teach news to be official. Um, we're recording Tuesday midday, so hopefully this episode won't be super dated by the time I edit and put it out. <laughs> and hopefully nothing bad happens. Like usually, I've, I've noticed like this season, every episode we put out, something bad happens the next day. Like uh, Beltran and oh. Vega had COVID, and Duna had COVID, and stuff like that. Only thing bad that can happen is I believe on Tuesdays. Well, I'm a sh- I'm sure for this game it w- they would have done it Monday because they usually do the COVID test on Tuesdays. Oh yes. Um, so, so I wonder if Monday would have been the day they did it. Well, actually, the good news I didn't talk about Beltran's back for tomorrow's game because he was training with oh, the first right. team. Yeah. And Oriba too, but we don't really <laughs> we're not really going to use him, so we don't give it as much importance. But Beltran was training with the first team, so he probably will get some some minutes against Juarez. Nah, I, th- I think he plays like full game. Yeah, I mean, no no other player has even come close to, to having the type of impact that he has. So I think he's gonna play him. Yeah. So, Ant- so Antuna's back from COVID. Um, Beltran's back. Cisneros is back. Oribe's back. We just need Alexis. Now we just need Vega, and then Saldivar is out injured. Chofis hasn't made the bench, but that's probably because of his uh, that interview he did. So he probably got punished for like a week. But hopefully he's back with the team. And you hopefully, know, about, new coach. hopefully Alexis is back by, by the weekend. Yeah, I, I want if him to be back, back by Saturday. Right, if he's not back, Alexis is not back for this game. Hopefully within the next couple days he tests negative. Yeah, but but he is at least he's okay because he's like on Instagram. And he posts like every day. He's like playing Fortnite like every day. <laughs> They always post about like wins and stuff, so at least he's all right. Not like um, yeah. For a while we were worried about Dana because we hadn't seen video of him, but he popped back up. He, had, uh, he popped up just to get fired. <laughs> he probably wishes. He probably yeah. wishes he kept testing positive. Wow. <laughs> he just uh, lingered around like like uh, the Abala when he had him for like two months. <laughs> uh, I think maybe that's a good note to end this episode. <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll be back probably Thursday after the Boosted Teach announcement, if it's official. We'll, so we'll probably be back Friday. Yeah, Friday. We'll, we'll have probably another record episode. Thursday, be out Friday. Yeah. Yep. All right, this has been another episode of the Q&A Note of the Podcast. We are out. Peace.